There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business or, let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5K. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by AWS, the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform. Use AWS now to lower your business costs, become more agile, and for faster innovation. Apply now to get $1,000 free credits at hustleshare.com slash AWS. Also by Tagcash. Spend, play, earn, and build a mobile wallet super app for your startup. Go now to hustleshare.com slash Tagcash to apply and get your startup's mobile wallet. And... Caliber is the easiest, most convenient way to get hired. Caliber Tailor fits the perfect job for you based on your unique skills. Hire the best people for your company at www.caliber.com and use the promo code HUSTLESHARE. Caliber, where jobs find you. Welcome to the second ever HUSTLESHARE Playbook. My name is Ronster and I'm your host. And this playbook is powered by AWS, the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform. We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia, but before we begin, we'd like to remind you that this podcast contains a lot of adult language, so make sure there are no kids when you're listening to this. Because in this playbook, we're going to have, again, Mr. Magellan Fetalino of Acudine to discuss how to look for investors for your startup. And we're very lucky to have Mags again because this guy has raised for any type of investors that's already out there. And he's going to give us a cheat sheet of how he was able to make money and raise money from them. He's also going to share the check sizes and the range of money each investor can actually give you. And not just that, he will also share the best places to find them and what they look for in startups that they support. And we're not going to leave you hanging because we're also going to give examples of the type of investors and who they are out there so you can also approach them when you listen to this. So if you're ready to learn how to find the right investors for your startup, let's begin this playbook right now. Welcome to the second ever Hustle Share Playbook. We're already second and we, we still look the same. <laughs> we went back. No, I love it. I just love this shirt. All right. <laughs> Me too. This is my go-to, bro. <laughs> 
Again, we're still with our first, with our guest on, on, on playbook number one, which is Magellan Petalino. Woohoo! All right. There you go. Again, I feel like Kobe him. now. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Number 24. <laughs> no, you shoot like Steph, bro. You shoot from the, from the, <laughs> That's from right. the, from the, yes, fucking I do. Yes, half I do. court line. This guy play, I play basketball with him. He only doesn't shoot in front of the rim. He shoots, you know, money shot all money the time. Money shot. Money yeah. ball. Okay, so Magellan, um, just to provide some context again, Hustle Share Playbook was made to sh- show you the step-by-step guide on how to do this. Hustle, the normal Hustle Share podcast uh, format is we talk about the journey and inspire. Here, this is your cheat code on startup life. There you so go. you can apply it on your own daily hustle, which is what Hustle Share is all about. So on the first one, we also had Magellan. Uh, we talked yeah. about how to fundraise, the yeah. structure of how fundraising, if you're interested about that, which is also connected to what we're going to be discussing today. But before that, Magellan, what's our play today? Um, should we talk about finding the right investor for you? Yes. Where and are these investors? Who are these well, investors and where can you find right. them in a Philippine setting? There you go. And all that. Okay. So, Mags, you, in the first one, you talked about structures and all that, which again, just listen to it. Go to the first hustle share. It's in yellow. You'll see it. You'll be able to find it. There's Mags there. There. He looks like a Spanish conquistador. That's him. Okay. First one, you did that. In this in this, this one, we're going to be talking about where do you find it? So there's also, let's just go back to the structures that you made. In the first playbook, you mentioned three formats of how to raise. Yeah. Uh, first one is equity. Mm-hmm. Second one is debt. Yep. Third one is mezzanine. Yep. Okay, equity again. Uh, this is where you give out your shares. That's correct. Are these guys the same people that you should approach for each once. Let's talk about who and where these guys uh, are. Perfect. So why don't we start uh, with angels, Angel entrepreneurs. Angel investors. Angel investors. Angel investors. Angel investors. Okay. Like Mark Vernon or yeah. Doug Cash. There you go. I love that guy. Yes. So um, there's a lot. Okay. So I think this is where Philippines is most abundant on in terms of investors. Yeah, but you also got to be careful of the devils, bro. There's also some flip side on these Lucifers. And the Lucifers. Okay, That's we'll right. talk about those those ones you should look out for later. But okay, what are the angels? What are angels and what are the check sizes they do? Um, If let's say you're in the early stage of your business, okay. um, you, you already have an MVP, uh, you've figured out your product market fit so mm-hmm. everything's going well and you just need let's say you're not yet at the level wherein a venture capital uh, yeah. is ready to invest in you mm-hmm. and let's say you only you need between $10,000 which is half a million pesos mm-hmm. to let's say 5 million pesos mm-hmm. if you're you just need that money just to Get things started. Get things started. Ramp up your numbers further. Right? Yep. Or hire initial core team, for example. Yeah, yeah. And hiring your core team. So mm-hmm. you can f- get that money from angel investors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is... So the range is 10K to around 50 to around 100K. 100K US dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because this is when... Uh, and this is normal, right? You just like try to get money quickly. So you... You want to prove that your business is working. So mm-hmm. you approach angel investors. Usually angel investors, um, when you start uh, raising money, yep. the best place for me, uh, for me okay. to find these guys is the good ones. The good ones. How the do you know ones. are the good ones? The good the good guy, SMDC, the good guy. <laughs> we're talking about. What is, how do you know it's a good one? Because it's the key the, term is patient money. Patient money. So patient money. What is patient money? Patient money is the type of money who's not gonna call you every other week to ask you how's business and where is my money. Yeah. Correct. Patient money is usually medium to long term. What is medium to long term in terms of of, of, of uh, ROI? That's, that's technically what they talk about. 
usually anywhere after three years. Mm. Uh, that, that's a good uh, that's a good length. Because um, you have to remember, angel investors, the good ones, understand the risk they're right. taking. So, if you go to an angel investor, mm-hmm. and the first thing they ask is, uh, "Okay, when are you gonna give dividends?" What the fuck? What dividends in a startup? Why are you dividending? You should reinvest everything. Then right? I'm not saying that investor is bad. I'm. Uh, it's more of like it's maybe he's patient. not the right fit at this sure. stage. Sure. Uh, he wants a flip. Exactly. Yes. That those investors are good for companies who already have like stable revenue and income. Correct. But if you're at a stage wherein you just finished product mar- product market fit, yeah, you can't afford to onboard an investor, an angel investor, who already seeks ROI on your first year. Got it. So and also yeah. these guys, the way you distinguish them is by default they're high net worth individuals. That's right. That's so right. there's this one. So let's just call it out. I apologize if you have to call it out. So the ones at top cup come top top of mind here in the Philippines are again Mark Vernon of Taggash. If you want to get a hold of how he is, go to hustleshare.com slash taggash. This I'm giving you the keys, guys. <laughs> I am giving you the, the fucking the keys. keys. To- to the fucking heaven. Exactly. Mm-hmm. With my blessing. So please fill up the form there if you want my help. <laughs> That's not for real. He does. Yeah. He's written so many checks. He did. Right? He did, and he, did. he is super patient. Oh, yeah. Right? right? There's ones that are also that have come to mind is uh, the John Orox yeah. of the world. These That's are the right. ones. But he is more structured in the way he does it. Yeah. Right? Who else are... And you are an angel. Kind of. But... Uh, right? Not really. Right. Not but really. you did some angel investments as I well. I did. I did. So from a point of view of an angel investor, just to put it on the flip side, what do you look for? It's the first thing I look uh, I look for or or I try to like figure mm-hmm. out is the fa- uh, I try to understand the founder. So it's I really like founder driven yeah, too. Yeah, it's when, when you pitch a concept, it's not yet proven. Eh. Yeah. But if you believe in the guy, what's your cred? Diba? The, right. the credibility and uh, the character of the guy, mm. parang you'd be willing to make a bet on, on that person. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's just you feeling like the right juju. Exactly. Per se. Like, mm, exactly. This, this is a good juju night. on the street. Right, exactly. Juju on the street. Dirty tusk. I think okay. the lyrics is even wrong. By okay. Way. Juju, juju on, on that beat. beat. <laughs> Oh, I'm an uncle. Oh, it's all good. I'm an uncle. Ito, Max. It's all good. Oh, no. Okay, so, Max, where can you spot a right investor or an angel investor and how do you get in the room with them? Because these guys aren't just like flaunting and usually usually the good ones also don't flaunt. Because why would you fucking flex your fucking, oh, I invest in fucking startups? That's already a red flag. How do you know it's a good one? And how do you get That's in it? the room with these guys? Actually, uh, okay. So how do you know if it's the uh, it's patient money? Mm. You've already you've already said it. Um, these are the people you don't who don't seek attention. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like an extra red. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Boom. Perfect angel. Uh, so I, hard. It's like a fucking... They're hard to find. They're like dragons. Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. But what's what's a pro tip? How do you get in the room with these guys? You have to be in the right network. Mm, you have referrals. to be in the right circle. Exactly. Um, so, okay. Uh, getting... Like, for example, just be in the same organization that they're in. Like? Um, have you heard of... Uh, Endeavor, for example. Many, mm, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good guys in, in that yeah. group. Um, and uh, they can really bring you to, they will like bring you to the right people. Correct. Because uh, most of the right guys also are happy to pay it forward and introduce they you. They are, they are. But they you got to do exactly. your work first. Yep, exactly. Because I'm not going to open a door and fucking stick my neck out with you and open like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. Bro? Yeah. Exactly. There's one one too. Uh, Harvard OPM or... Yeah, that's a program in Harvard. My my chairman, uh, JJ yep. uh, Attention, took that program. 
I've seen those are legit those are like legitimate uh, yeah. big entrepreneurs. Okay. Um, Raj from Esquire. Yep, with took that program. Yeah, oh yeah. shoot, yeah. he took wow. that program. Oh wow, yeah. wow. Esquire. There's a couple of guys, like big right. guys, who who went through that program. How do you impress an angel? Just be yourself. That's it. Got it. Um, because, diba, uh, again, going back to that concept wherein investors look at you as a person and yeah. your character, diba. If you're stiff, mm. it beca- you become like a puzzle to them. And like, hmm, I'm not too sure about this guy. Something's right. wrong, diba. I, I, don't, I don't see. Up, I don't. Right. I, I don't see his personality. I don't see. Uh, he, I don't see himself. Himself, but right. there's something, something's uh, not right. Something's off. But if you're transparent, mm-hmm. if you're honest, and you're very, um, uh, charm is a bonus. Eh, right, being charming is a, bonus. and that's also a blessing too. And it's a blessing, yeah, right? Um, but not everybody gets it, right? But if you're just like real, uh-huh. that usually like solves half of half half of it. Okay, now what if someone's listening here and uh, she has a very strategic business, for example, say a beauty brand, okay, and whatnot, and like shoot, that not there's not a lot of angels and whatnot. How do you find the right angel? Get the same kind of deal in a highly specialized non-startup uh, setting and still achieve? Because, like for example, it's not alien to think that say a. Uh, a clothing brand, if you have a clothing brand, someone can write a $10,000 to $100,000 check or around a couple million. But again, what's a pro tip also that you can, so aside, for, aside from referrals, is if that's not an, in the table, is there anything that you can at least break the first door without that first help of someone introducing you? You know, what I would do is I joined the, the industry association uh, for, uh, that focuses on your sector. Like, for example, mm-hmm. I remember when I was starting, one of the first groups I joined in was Phoenix, Phoenix. Financial Executives uh, uh, of the Philippines. Oh, this is, there's a, G, there's a, G Phoenix. Yeah. yeah G <laughs> Shout Phoenix. out to UST. Exactly. UST, you know, you're not affiliated with <laughs> No, YES, that's the UST one. Equivalent. That's right. Yeah, entrepreneur oh, Society. So, uh, I joined Phoenix, so mm. I met a lot of good people there. Good looking who are see- <laughs> I hope. We'll right. talk about that okay. in another podcast. Okay, let's see. Okay. <laughs> All right. But, so yeah, you once you're in the industry organization, you start the big players mm. in that industry. Mm-hmm. And when they become more familiar with you, and they start becoming comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, you also start understanding the real pain points of the industry. Got it. And if you have your startup that can actually solve this, those uh, issues, it's easier now to talk to the big players and tell them, boss, um, why don't you just invest, invest in my company? Got it. And you have that that equity already because you put in the work, the time exactly. to network. The network. And imagine, diba, that's very strategic because... At the onset, you already get a strategic investment. Got it. And it's already, again, they have that, uh, it's not a hard sell anymore. Yeah. It's not a home run fucking Hail Mary thing because exactly. you've already invested a lot of time. You have to remember, when you fundraise money from someone, you're not going to close it on the first meeting. Nope. It's not just no such thing as a one-night stand. Well, These people need to know you. And in order for them to know you, regardless of your business right now, you no. need to spend a lot of, a lot time, of time networking. Yeah, exactly. So I don't care yeah. if you're an introvert, exactly. extrovert, ambivert, whatever the fuck your vert is. Yeah. Sorry, but I'll burst your bubble right now. You have to go out and meet these people. Exactly. Because mm. usually when we refer people, let, outside of fundraising, when we refer people, right. usually we refer the, peop, the people we know. Yes. Like uh, if someone asks, asks me, uh, Max, who can I talk to about podcasts? I, I know the right person. Ray Rifundo. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ray. I'll tell them. I, I know Ron. Ron yeah, is the guy. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it becomes synonymous 
to what your expertise is. Exactly. Now, if you want to be an industry expert, you you need to be able to flex it in a way where you not just to garner popularity, yeah. you also garner respect exactly. and street cred. Of that industry. Correct. Because if, let's say, you you be, you became, you can become popular naman eh, on your own mer- Fine, merits. Right. But if you, if you, let's say, built yourself up without like any touch point with the industry you're tapping in, you'll yeah. be seen as an outsider. Yes, and it's like, mm, she's good, but I'll stick with the people I'm fussy I, I know, about. Right? Exactly. Correct. Exactly. Okay, now let's talk about the next one. So again, again, coming from an equity point of view, VCs. Right. The kickstarts of the world, yeah. 500 startups of the world, which again, there's also very, these are institutional yeah. uh, investors. Majority of the time, the, the Paul Santoses of the world, the yeah, yeah, wave maker, yeah. which again we've had on the podcast, so just dig it up. It's all there. Uh, if you want to understand their hustle and how they function, they usually don't invest their own money. They yeah. have LPs, yeah. limited partners. That's right. Um, which they garner and fundraise from in order to uh, fund to another startup. That's correct. How do you get in the room with VCs? Because if angels are hard. Guess what? There's a bit, there's a harder Sasquatch to catch. That's right. It's VCs. Yeah. How do you get these guys and how do you get to be? They they like they they have this term. How do you become part of their radar? Well, uh, you need first you have to understand VCs and how they make money. Okay. So v- venture capital funds usually have like a, a lifespan. Yeah. It could be five years, eight years, ten years, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, they essentially commit a an ROI to the limited partners. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, we're gonna invest in these kinds of companies, yep. and uh, we, sometimes there's a theme. Yeah, if it's usually a there is fund exactly. or uh, whatever fund, social impact fund. Yeah, you know, you know. mm-hmm. and uh, in, in essence, these funds expect you uh, to grow their money. By 3x, 5x, or whatever. Okay. So, so if, there if, is that expectation of growth. That's the it. keyword, growth. Growth. So if angel money is patient money, what would you call VC money? Uh, VC money is time-bound money. Mm, uh, there's pressure with yeah, it now. There, there, there's pressure here, obviously, to really perform and hit like... Yeah. Because... Uh, this money is not only time-bound, but requires a certain level of governance in running your business. Of course. Right? right? This is when you start putting structure in your organization. Because when you when you do your startup, okay. when you do your startup, usually you don't have that proper structure yet. Right. You have a small team, you're trying to save money. Uh, and most likely, it's easier to approve things or like, Pivot or things like that. Right, right, right. So when you start talking to VC money, uh, they expect you to already have, to start implementing governance and structure. Absolutely. This is when protocols need to be set in place. Mm -hmm. Processes. Processes. Efficiency. And at the same time, uh, they expect you to really drive growth. And they don't expect you to sit on that fucking money. Exactly. The last thing they want is money in the bank. They want you to use that money. That's why you're giving it. But there's a big ass motherfucking but. Yeah. You don't spend it like a motherfucker where you make it rain. You have to be strategic. And that's, again, I made that mistake myself. I was like, all right, I'm going to spend it. Fine. Like, oh, let's buy growth. (laughs) And that's usually the biggest pitfall. And you, you know, it's already a bad sign where... You ask me like, okay, so what are you going to use the money? Marketing. Fuck! <laughs> I'm not saying it's wrong. Well, what are you going to market if you don't have market marketing? If you don't have a formula that scales. That's right. That's right. That's so right. technically, you're gambling the money to buy growth because you know you have product market fit. If you do have traction that already grows itself. Yeah. Without the need of further marketing to grow. Again, right. it depends. It's very dependent on your business model too. So don't 
please take my my advice for the for the grain of salt. But most like you guys, did you need to buy your growth in Acudine? It oh. just exponentially also it came with it. But if you wanted scale, that's why you raise for the money. Because you can do it strategically. Yeah. When when, mm. when you buy growth, diba. Sometimes instead of like, for example, uh, one way to do growth is to really spend it marketing, advertising, yeah. whatever. But that's a gamble, bro. That's a gamble. That's true. In our case, we were a bit. I'm not. We were. A, I feel like we. We kind of took a wiser route and the more cost-efficient route. Which is? Wherein, instead of really spending on marketing, we built on partnerships, strategic partnerships. Like, for example, working with banks. Working with... uh, Yeah, exactly. Because, again, at the end of the day, whatever it is you're spending it on for growth, you want to get qualified leads. That is correct. Leads that can convert into a proper customer. A real customer. Correct. Now, if your ratio is if you talk to 10 people, you get one. That's a bad fucking ratio. That's social media game, technically. (laughs) Right? Unless no matter how fucking good you run your ads on. If you're playing that game, if you don't have a backdoor blue ocean strategy where you can get those leads en masse, Mm -hmm. you're fucked. That's right. You're going to burn that cash like the wildfires in Australia. And the last thing you want to be right now is another one of those uh, cash-burning businesses. Because there's only a few business models where it's okay to burn, but it's because you're so you're you're ingrained like a grab, yeah. you're a Lazada where you you know and what it's not the metric is that, but because they have super motherfucking crazy hyper growth. That's right. That they affect billions and millions of lives at scale. And the other thing is their backers really tell them to that it's okay to burn money. Correct. But you, you, what, this is one mistake that a lot of startups really need to uh, think about. Um, mm. They all think that all investors are like investors of Lazada and investors <laughs> of Grab. Good, good luck yeah. gain SoftBank, guys. There, right? Yeah. There are... You have to remember you're in the Philippines. and it, There's a there, Philippine discount. Paul exa- talked about this. Exactly. Right? So yeah. you... Sometimes if you to if you take a VC uh-huh. or if you get get investors, they're not the type who would want you to just keep burning cash. They True. don't have the same uh, capacity as grab investors or SoftBank. Tiba. And these yeah. times also, gone are the days where people are willing to just Wala. burn. The risk uh, appetite is much lower. Because they want a sustainable business. The BDAS nowadays are companies who are able to prove traction early on. That's the that's the holy grail. Sorry, not even traction. Uh, profitability. Yeah, prove not just uh, revenue, guys. Huh? Sustainability. Revenue. Yes. Yeah. You that in in the end, it is not just built to be a startup of high growth. Yeah. But also a startup of sustainable revenue and profit. Exactly. So it's no longer. Uh, like uh, a first-to-market kind of strategy that uh, yeah. people are looking at now. Because eh? I, I think a lot of the models have already been tested. So now the 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 real fight in, in in terms of like companies is like okay, who's the most sustainable? Okay, we've Correct. we've seen all the models. Who's the real sustainable players? And also that's what I like because it's a mixture now of traditional Asian. Business uh, perspectives, That's which right. is you know, roll over your profits as you grow. Yeah. Plus, with mess Western principles of pumping resources into a certain business in order for it to grow exponentially. Exactly. Actually, I think uh, the attractive businesses are. It, we're we're going back to that Filipino Chinese yeah uh, model. The Chinoy model. The Chinoy model. That's right. fantastic. That's fantastic. All right, now let's, uh, before we get carried away, let's take our break. So then when we come back, let's talk further about who are the other guys that write these checks and how to get get in the room and in bed with them. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about there that more after the break. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph that's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with Magellan for a second Hustle Share playbook. Mm-hmm. And we talked about investors. Yeah. Right there. Okay, so uh, before we took a break, you just you, you talk, we talked about two types of investors, angels and VCs, and how to get to do uh, it. Before we just move on to the next one, how do you get in the room with VCs? This requires you as a founder to research. Uh, this is like a different ball game. Um, yeah. uh, the best way to really uh, get to these VCs uh, is finding out which VCs are attracted to your vertical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're in fintech, then look for those fintech funds. There's yep. a lot. There's yep. a lot. And uh, I guess... This is when because VCs are very structured, eh? right? So even if you like, just message message the principals in LinkedIn. Uh-huh. Uh, that's that's how you that's how you can go about it. Right. Uh, this is when like cold messaging uh, actually works. Okay, there's two hacks though that I that worked for me that I'd want to, want to share. First one, okay, it sounds fucking cliche and whatnot. But you have to find a way to stand out among the crop. Yeah. Right? And there's one way to do that. Win a fucking pitching competition. Okay. Especially in your early days. Okay. Because your ability to now pitch and be again on radar, be at that blip, oh, who's that? They don't need to invest now, but you want to be in the radar so that they can see your growth. You want to be known. So winning a pitching competition, not to raise the funds or whatever fucking price in it, but to make that relationship, hi, I'm Ron. Here's my card. Know me. I'll yeah. keep you posted. I'll ask for your advice. The other thing is also ask for advice. When you get for, works for angels, works for VCs, always ask for advice. What do you think about my company? Here's what I do. That's right. You, and you enable them to then give you uh, uh, the, that, uh, the power to give advice. And then if you do act on it and you execute, it's like, oh, this guy is fucking coachable. Right, and then lastly, VCs. Okay, angels too, but VCs are also people. That's the that is absolutely correct. That's you need correct. to talk to them like yep. people. You don't want to be in that cream of fucking in a uh, startup uh, startup event where there's hundred people that pitch them. That's right. I I fuck you not. They probably remember one or two or in there. You have to catch them where they're most willing to listen. That's Where are those? Happen with me. That's how I close 500 startups in, par- in party file. I did it in the after party. 
outside the boardroom. Yeah. Correct. The That's best right. deals happen in in human situations. That's true. Correct, because yeah. that's where you actually get to show who you are, really, and showcase. And again, without the rest of the pie, because everybody mm-hmm. will go home. Mm-hmm. Everybody won't spend that extra time to go to the after party mm-hmm. and connect with those guys. That's right, right? Oh, so if you're a master of pub, get your get your fucking pub publication on already, because that's where they they'll end up anyway. That's correct, right? And have that chance to have a good five to ten minute conversation with them. And if they if you click, they will stay more. That's true, right? I, I actually have like two more methods uh, okay. uh, to, to really get in touch with VCs. Um, again, I I would if if I'm the the startup uh, entrepreneur, okay. I, I would only raise money from a VC after I get to a certain scale. Okay. Right? So uh, at that point in time, usually you start making buzz. Yes. You people start noticing you, then people start writing about what you do. Yes, the PR, the PR, yes, the public relations. This mm-hmm. is when media, ang media plays a quite a significant role because what happens is you start being placed on the radars of these VCs, Correct. and instead of you approaching them, they start approaching you. Correct. Similar to the NBA draft. Yeah, you're now part of the top 100 draft exactly. class. Yeah, and they start yeah. scouting you, yeah. right? It's profile building. Eh? You have to build profile. Correct. Yeah. You want to be. That's why I don't hate on those motherfuckers that that's all of a sudden are doing a media blitz. Yeah, they're trying to be seen. Yeah, it's yeah, strategic. Exactly. It's strategic. There's a reason for that. Okay, so don't hate on me. I just put that in. <laughs> no, I'm trying to be there again, right? Yeah. And whatnot. You know, exactly. Because at the end of the day, when these guys yeah. um, search for you mm-hmm. and there's nothing to look at aside from your LinkedIn and your weird, weird Facebook posts, that says something. Oh, yeah. Go Google yourself. What the hell shows up? Yeah. Right? Yeah. If there's articles like, oh, wow, this guy's top 30 over 30 and whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's some oh, oh this guy yes, again builds cred. Yeah, that's exactly. It goes back to that credibility. Okay. So uh a good amount of PR would be nice. Yes. Now there's another way. Mm-hmm. This is when you use uh you call them like manga uh what's the best way to describe them? Like brokers. So mm. uh there are organizations like for example PWC, Pricewaterhouse Cooper. Uh, <sighs> They're an audit firm, but at the same time, they actually has a, like a, a, a group within the organization uh, focused on M&A and investments, M&A. wherein they link you up with yeah. investors. For a fee. For a fee. So this is yeah. like the, the pricey way to do it, but usually it's very targeted. It. And it's institutional level. And it's also incentivized for them because they want to make money too. Exactly. Got it. So if you want that approach now, you want to be low-key, but you want access to like the the a targeted group of funds, you can do that approach. But guys, again, there's, there's a caveat to this, huh? There are people who front like this on a lower level. I call them charlatans. They're charlatans <laughs> because they'll ask for you like, hey, I know this investor, but give me 5% if I fucking close it. Dude, why do I need to do that? At an angel level, you don't need this. At an angel level, what you need to be able to do is network and hustle. And sometimes they're not even close, really. That, Correct. Really that close. And they're just fronting. Charlatans all talk big, do do nothing. Yeah. So if you smell that from a mile away, back off. Find another way to get to that person directly. That's right. That's okay. Right. So you only, only this is only real game if if it's a proper institution with like PwC with hundred years hundreds of years of experience. Banks do it too. Uh, uh, like oh, and R- banks too. Yeah, banks wow, do it. I did not yeah. do, know like, this. Like uh, RCBC has RCBC cap. Wow. You see, uh, what's that? Um, Security Bank has. Uh, uh, set capital 
They have a capital group as well. So they BPI broke capital. Really they, exactly. Yeah. Wow. This is what you unlocked here. And that's what I want to unlock. Uh, ask more in the next thing. So we talked about angels, talked about VCs. Yeah. Who else can people raise from? And these are the banks. and Banks, whatnot. yeah. Exactly. How do you get in the radar of a bank? And how do you get Acudine level of billions of pesos? Again, Let's let's break that stigma. In the first playbook, you said there, the Philippines is very, very, very liquid. There's too much money here. Too Where much. Where is the money? How come it's not out? The money is scared. It's scared of risk. There you go. That's it. There's it's a lot in of the money. La casa de papel. Yeah, exactly. Right There's so many money, but it's just money that's scared. And they'd rather be in a time deposit or whatever. Exactly. In exactly. Depreciating over time. That is correct. But how do you get access to this? And how do you open this treasure chest? Yeah, yeah, now, you have to understand that banks have, uh, especially the big ones, they have like a group that focuses on M&A and also investments. Like they, they really assist in uh, helping you fundraise. Got it. Remember, banks, uh, because of their capacity to accept uh, deposits from people, mm-hmm. they if there's one group who knows who the high net worths are, it's the banks. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. They know how much money you have. Right. Yeah? So they know exactly who the real high net worths are. Right. It's not the one that's flaunting his iPhone right now or whatnot. Right. You know, these guys are super low-key. Exactly. It's They're the hidden l- in plain sight. Exactly. Yeah. So if, obviously, that's one, uh, that's one uh, thing that banks can really leverage on it when it comes to their clientele. When Since they know who the high net worths are, they've built a service around uh, that wherein they offer value add to these high network individuals by okay. offering them investment vehicles. Wow. And uh, a couple of, so this later on evolved uh, outside of the, because you have bonds, you have all of these other investment vehicles, it right. evolved to private equity. Mm. So because of that, uh, the, there has been. Uh, banks also started like offering these high net worth individuals investments, investments, investments in private businesses, either by equity, debt, or even a subscription for a public listing. Wow! Yeah, public companies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, again, the bodies, these banks, uh, the other than. He- it's up to the company. It's up to the to the to the business raising money. Right. Um, if you think you if you only want private equity, then they can provide that. But if you tell them no, I want to prepare for an IPO, uh, a listing, mm. they can also help you do that. Correct. Because there's not too many people who's qualified to do capital markets like that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, how do you get in the bed with banks? So, okay, it was hard to do angels. How hard to do VCs? Is it harder to do banks? Of course. But if there's one common thing in all of those, it goes back to trust and credibility. And reputation. Yeah, that's it. Trust. It's all about trust, diba. Because uh, these banks, um, they're not gonna sell anything to the high net worth indiv- to their high net worth individual yeah. clientele. It's risky that they're not comfortable with it. Of course. So, uh, getting to work with these banks, you have to build first uh, a certain level of reputation in the market, mm-hmm. and also a certain level of traction. For your right. business. So if we're talking about problem solution fit in angels, product market fit in VCs, what type of metric are we talking about to get that traction hit for banks? Uh it's a, it's as simple as sustainability. They need uh okay, two keywords sustainability, proper governance. How do you hit those and what do you show to back it up? You need to show that your Business is actually sustainably earning money. Right? So, dapat over your, how long? 
at least three years. Already? Yeah, wow. Three years. But how were you able to do that in Acudine, given that you're not even three years old? No, we're four years old. Uh. Oh, no, four years old, but yeah. you get started raising from banks like year two, year one. Um, That's a different angle. Eh. Okay. I played the financial inclusion uh, angle. Eh, uh, back in 2017, um, my strategy was to really work, have a good relationship with regulators. So, got it. Uh, and also development, uh, development organizations like International Finance Corporation, which is under World Bank, mm. ADB, Asian Development Bank, diba? So by working with these guys, not only did, did it build our reputation in the market, right, the banks, right, right. It, it also strengthened the, the comfort level of financial institutions to actually test out what we're doing. Wow. Because they, they saw... I mean, they they started seeing that oh, these guys are like working with these institutions. Maybe it's worth taking a so look. That was your litmus test, yeah. Per se, like oh, okay, there you go, it passed. Boom, bam, exactly. green flag. I mean, green is green light. Boom, exactly. Open the floodgates. Exactly. Okay. I just stuck around with the right people eh, and the right, right. organizations. That's so, it. let's talk about that. Um, so you said banks. Uh, VCs, um, angels. There's one type that also is one. These are the people that's looking to buy fucking companies. Oh, corporates. I love that. So I went through this in Chatbot PH, which again uh, got bought by Sterling. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. And again, I still run it till now. Um, yep. It's a good, it's a pretty good deal. Like I told you about this, right? But how you get in the bed with these guys? Because again, just like the the elusive people that you know again, uh, it's hard to get them to even write that because some some it has some companies need to be at a certain state where they're willing willing to disrupt themselves already yeah. out of their current cash cow or yeah. whatever their model was yeah. to start investing into their future. That's right. How do you get into bed the bed with the, with these and what how do you look for the right company to acquire you? At, at that point it's all about positioning okay. um if you if you mm, let's say you're really positioning yourself for acquisition diba? okay and you have like a few companies in mind yeah you have to position yourself uh as in a way wherein you're uh solving or like uh you're gonna make it easier for that company to to solve one of their goals. Correct. If you know the goals of a company, like for example, uh, let's say this recent acquisition that Visa did. Visa for yeah. um, Plaid company. Yeah, yeah. I is, is that how you pronounce it? Plaid, not played. No, Plaid. So okay. and, you know, the, fancy. The, the, it's the, very the, British. No, the it's like the checkered ship. Oh, so. Right. Yeah. I, I started play, say, saying played for the longest time as well. <laughs> and then I met my fiancé now, by the way. Congratulations uh, again. All right. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. My fiancé. And then I realized I was saying it wrong the whole time. Yeah. Apparently, it's blood. So it's like hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. Well, yeah, it's a uh, blood. Yeah. It's uh, got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. Plot. Okay. Yes. So those guys... They they just position they position themselves yeah. really well, wherein uh, visa. Because if you understand the visa business model, mm. those guys are like have very thin margins. Mm. This is uh, the way visa makes money is they need volume to make money. Because baria baria. Right, right. So where Plod position themselves is like. I think at a certain level, uh, they by buying Plod, uh, Visa will be able to increase their uh, bottom line by a certain percentage significantly. Mm. Instead of like so going one is to one exactly. Mm. So imagine if they for Visa, uh, parang okay. Let's just buy this company now. Okay. Uh, this is the impact to our revenue uh, in the next few years. Within 
two three years, uh, mm-hmm. we'll get the the money we used to to buy them out. Parang ganon eh. And it doesn't have to be an acquisition straight up too. So there's another oh, yeah. example that I've seen um, with Stripe and PayMongo. Yeah. So Stripe, PayMongo, yeah, PayMongo is trying to do what Stripe was is already doing, Actually, but it's same thing with Blood. Uh, Visa invested in them in them first. Got it. Then eventually, after it got big, boom, right there. And usually, I think that's the best way to do it, eh, diba? Mm-hmm. When you, for me, because these acquisitions happen either serendipitously mm-hmm. or planned. Correct. Uh, and normally, this large uh, conglos, conglomerates. Yeah. Like what happened to you, Ron? Diba? Mm-hmm. They already have like a set pl- plan in mind. Right. And normally they would bet on like small investments first. Correct. And if they see na, you know what? Let's buy them now. Correct. Uh, th- that's already one foot on the door. Eh? Correct. So uh, it actually helps that it, it, you're able, it's the litmus test of the partnership. Eh? Correct. If they invest first, they'd be able to really. F- j- figure out how to gel it out with you mm-hmm. and then once it's okay na okay mm-hmm. run here's the money correct and also in terms of perspective too right um so that's absolutely correct um there needs to be a proper business case for them and they'll be like how comes that link paper bot chatbot ph here's a, here's just a little caveat of why why it it worked because Sterling has a very, very diverse uh, portfolio. Portfolio. Yeah. And little do people know that they actually have a very big call center. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So who's the biggest threat to BPOs? It's AI. AI. Hence the acquisition. It's very yeah. simple if you there just you make go. it work like that. Right? I have another example mm-hmm. uh, in terms of acquisition. I won't name the names yet, okay. but uh, it's very close to my heart. Okay. But, uh, um, there's this company, and uh, they are big on remittances. Okay. But um, they realized that uh, because of this network that they were able to build around right. the country, um, they realized the opportunity to expand to another horizontal which is lending mm. uh, nah, they realized wait a minute we already control the value chain right I guess why the hell not why not make more money from this network so this is when uh, they thought of uh, this is when they would they started measuring whether does it do we do it ourselves or is it cheaper to just acquire one of the players? Got it. You know? okay. So usually, the cost-benefit analysis there is, okay, if we do it ourselves, we're going to spend $5 million. But wait, there's this player. Who already has traction and everything that we need. Traction, everything we need, up for sale for $3 million. Maybe let's just buy them out. Got it. Yan yung serendipitous na mga situations. Okay. Which again, there's always right. that connect with the, exactly. the the main business model. Exactly. So, it's also good that you don't just completely be alienate yourself and hey, I'm going to fuck you all up. These are all our our, our competitors. Just 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 they're frenemies. That's true. Yes, you're that competitors. That is correct. But you're in the same industry. Huh. You still need to garner their own, their your respect from them. That is correct. But now, but here's the, the thing. It gets harder and harder to, to at the, in each level, right? How do you get in, in touch with these people that, that run these types of institutions? Uh, because the, Very the, tricky. Correct. And also the decision-making as it goes high to the value chain, Angel, okay, check easy. Yeah. So it's one person. VC, it takes a lot because there's due diligence. But again, we can cover in a different uh, playbook. Um, uh, bank, more mm, so. Good luck. Right. There's yeah. so many working papers you have to... In a corporation, you're talking about a whole fucking corporation and the whole bureaucracy that comes yeah, with it. Absolutely. <laughs> how, do you, how do you even get to bed Navigate with these Navigate through that. And how do you get champions within the organization to get that done? Um, I'll narrow it down to, uh, to this. If you're going to go via that 
that direction, mm. uh, a top-down approach would work best. Because uh, this is where you have to really talk to the decision makers, right. have a relationship with them right. uh, in whatever way you can, right. and able to establish the possibility of being acquired by those guys. So it's like doing the radar approach also. Yeah. With, you have to with, be in the radar. Like, right. it's same thing with you, Ron, diba? Right. Right. Uh, the acquisition happened because the the guys knew you. Yeah. And again, I had a very good white knight in the building mm. who championed me inside. Yeah. Oh, diba? It was halfway sold already there because the cred was there. That's right. Right. Uh, if you hadn't a champion inside who can that literally helps. do this, the, the selling for you, yeah, you're already halfway through the door. All yeah. you need to do is literally come in. You need to have like a Let's say if you're trying to pitch to, to Duterte, you need to have to be close to Bongo. Correct. Or Panelo. Or whoever. Because straight up, you, even if you say the best fucking pitch in the whole world, if you go straight up to Digong, yeah. dude, who the fuck are you? Exactly. Right? Why Why will I listen to you? Sometimes people, and regardless of what level, it's not what you say, it's who you know. It, that is absolutely true. That's it. And so network. Oh yeah. Who you know and who knows you. Correct. It's reciprocal, ha? Huh? Uh, don't train ra- no, don't throw out random names. Some people they just say, <laughs> Oh, I know this guy and I know that guy. <laughs> oh wait, do they know you? Exactly. It's exactly. You need to garner that respect. That's correct. Unfortunately. We have ran out of time. Thank you for this play. But again, Max, we did two awesome playbooks. I'm pretty sure this is not the last time we're going to have you here. We're going to have you for more playbooks. Of course. But you got to go home. I got to go home. We got some grinding still to do. But Max, before we go, where do they find you? And if they do want to reach out with with Acudine and whatnot, where do do they do that? Well, uh, you can... Uh, check out Acudine. Uh, yep. The website is www.acudine.com. Yep. Uh, if you want to check that business, um, but you can also check me out in LinkedIn. Yep. Uh, if you want to, I also have like uh, I write articles oh. I, in uh, Manila Times. Yes. I'm just not active recently. Just been yeah. really busy. He, just look it up. He just had up. written yeah. so many yeah. good ones already. Yeah. Yep. And what, okay, thank you again, Matt. There you Appreciate go. It. There you go. All right, and again, before we, we, we go, if we did say any type of jargon that confused the fuck out of you, all you need to go is go to hustleshare.com. Yeah. It's all going to be there. And if you do want to get a heads up of who's going to be in the playbooks, in the next playbooks, and what you actually want to learn, let us know. Go to Hustleshare community on Facebook. And don't forget to message us. Hustleshare chatbot on m.me slash hustleshare powered by chatbot ph again max thank you very much shashani shashani oh, i have no idea what that is Kabong but, Kabong Kabong. okay yeah. <laughs> but again i'll see you guys in the next playbook peace Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions liberating your time for what truly matters. 
Hey, hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers. I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. <laughs> 